0: If you have outgrown your offer or if business is feeling hard and heavy and it's just not lighting you up, then maybe you need a little Ruby Lee in your life. Ruby and I are talking about money flow. So keep listening for a little shot of Ruby Lee energy. You're going to enjoy it. Let's get into it. If you're an ambitious business owner, ready to think big, Rewrite your own rules and take action to skyrocket your business know-how, your profit, your cash flow, and most importantly, your free time, then this is the podcast for you. You're listening to the Simply Smarter Numbers podcast, and I'm your host, Jen Waterson. I'm a business profit coach helping business owners just like you make more profit and take back their time. So hit subscribe now and let's dive in. So welcome to the podcast, Ruby Lee.
1: Thank you so much, Jen. I'm so excited to dig into this topic today.
0: Oh, I'm really looking forward to chatting with you. I have I actually got involved with one of your programs. I can't even remember when, a couple of years ago, and I just love the experience and I've been following you and the your progression ever since. And I'd love for anybody out there who hasn't heard of Ruby Lee, if you've been under a rock and you don't know who Ruby Lee is, tell everybody about what it is you do, where you've come from and and I'd love for you to also explain the changes that you've had in your business just recently.
1: Oh yes, I feel from as, a branding perspective. From a branding yeah. point of view, I feel as though I have continuously morphed since starting my business three years ago. It's just been one of those really beautiful self-discovery voyages. Whenever you start a business and you jump into the world of entrepreneurship you're constantly learning so much about yourself and how you want to share your message with the world but what i do now currently currently i don't know if i can talk about what right i'm going now. to do in the next <laughs> year or so but i am an online business coach that hasn't changed i'm an online business coach and i help a lot of coaches really find themselves again in their business so i tend to work with entrepreneurs who maybe have been in business for a couple of years. They've started to hit their stride in terms of income generation and client flow. But one thing that's been missing is having fun, experiencing flow, connecting to abundance. And I'm a very spiritual gal. So I connect a lot into spirituality and being the conduit between that and practical strategies to grow your business. I have a number of masterminds. I work with my clients one-to-one and it's just been such an incredible ride in the last three years, my husband and I both own the business together. We both work in the business together. We've traveled the world in under three years. We've made over $1.5 million in our business, just trialing things out and having the best fun with all the things, all the opportunities that have come our way. And essentially I teach that a lot to my clients and how to respond to that flow.
0: Yeah, I love how you use the word morphed because as business owners, we can all start out with one very specific service offer or one very specific goal in mind of what it is that we want to do for people that we work with. But as we grow and experience different clients and really start to dig into their needs and their wants and their desires and and start to really tap into what it is that we can truly help them with. It's not until that point that you go, okay, well, yeah, I did want to sort of head down that path, but I'm actually really good at this, or I really love this, or I love working with those clients. So you really need to be open to that whole sort of morphing experience, don't you, Ruby?
1: Absolutely. And just responding to that as well. I think it's it's, it's often easier to kind of brush that sort of stuff under the rug and go, well, that's a little silly idea or... I I don't know why this is coming up right now, but come back to center and concentrate on what you were supposed to start when really some doors open for you in the most unexpected of ways. And your job is only to respond and to connect to how that makes you feel. If that gives you more energy, if that gives you more life and more excitement, just take the steps towards it. It's okay. You're, You're never going to mess it up so much that everything blows up it will only enrich your experience as an entrepreneur
0: yeah it takes a level of courage and if you can tap into that and have the have the peace of mind that it's okay to go and try something different then it's you're so much more likely to see that great outcome at the other end but then in saying that how do we know Ruby At what point do we say, okay, I'm suffering here from this shiny object syndrome thing that everybody talks about, you know, how much is too much change? How do we really, how do we really know? I feel as though you've asked the girl, the
1: question who is literally all about the change and, and, and I embrace it. So a lot of how I live my life is not about, sticking within the four walls of doing things. I mean, that's the whole reason why I left corporate in the first place, but also at the same time, knowing that as humans, we are so complex. We have so many passions and so many interests. It's literally impossible to just tell ourselves, well, our brand can only operate in this one place and in this one space, the more you're able to embrace some of those different aspects, that's what makes you more of you. And I'm a big believer. I don't know if you've sort of dived into the world of human design, but I love human design so much. And there are aspects of it that will actually tell you that in order to live your most authentic life, there are some of our designs where we are meant to have a lot of different plates spinning. And it gives you the permission to be okay with having a lot of different interests and blending that into your business, making it more of who you are.
0: Yeah. That's where the magic is. And I know I haven't, I haven't actually dug into human design at all. So it's really interesting that there's this kind of whole different world and concept out there that perhaps I need to do a little bit of looking into myself as well. It's so much
1: fun. It's literally like a spiritual personality test and it just gives you these little aha moments and light bulb moments of, oh, this is why I operate the way I do. This is why doing things this way, even though others and maybe those that are more experienced than me have said, don't go down that way, but it feels good doing it this way it really is all about living our most authentic design. But that's
0: a whole other topic that uh, yeah. we can dive into at another time. Definitely, definitely. Well, we wanted to talk today about money flow. And I love that you use this terminology. I don't know if it's your words or if it's, you know, another thing like this kind of human design that's out there that we need to, that that I'm just not sort of across. But the the words money flow to me sound amazingly it sound They sound as though they are the thing that a lot of us are missing when we are designing our businesses, the concept of just easy money flow. So tell us what that is.
1: Yes. So there's a few different approaches that I take to money flow. It's the way that I talk about income uh, received in the business, also the way that I utilize and give that money a purpose behind the scenes so that I'm supported from a foundational perspective, but making smart money choices, as you would talk about in mm. this podcast, and also a level of manifestation and knowing that there's even more coming through at any one moment in time, especially when let's say uh, you're not in a launch period, when you're not putting something out there to the world, but knowing that the doors are always open for you to receive more in your business and these sort of three areas that I work on personally but also help a lot of my clients with is really the the trinity of feeling so abundant in the way that you live your life having that financial security and as an entrepreneur being an overall badass with just receiving whatever is coming through so one way I look at it would be well where are you at at the moment In terms of your business and three key ways to look at money flow. I'm certain you've talked about this on your podcast, but really looking at the different modes of wealth. So the first mode being growth mode. So if you're just starting out and you're reinvesting everything back into your business, that's something to consider around, well, how are you treating money and how are you behaving around the energy of money coming through, especially when you're just growing and it sometimes feel as, feels as though you're doggy paddling and just trying to keep afloat to get that momentum started. And knowing that there is a nirvana, there is something that you're working towards. But right now it can sometimes feel overwhelming when it comes to money flow discussions. The second part is profit mode. So once you've sort of had that buffer of cash and you're able to freely make decisions on how to reinvest and how to start inviting money to work for you and not the other way around where you're constantly needing to work for money. This is a really beautiful space to be in because we get to be more playful with money and dance with it a little bit more. And the third mode is wealth mode. So this is when you've made an overflow of cash in your business and you're not able to allocate this in a way where money serves a longer term uh, role for you because you've been trying to fit it into a smaller box and you realize, hang on a second, I've got so much more freedom to see how this can feed into all the things that I've wanted to do and giving back and helping the business grow even further on its own. So these three modes I talk about quite a lot, but it does feed into the way that you treat money, you look at where you're at in life and business and it really can change the way that you make choices and essentially wiser financial decisions.
0: Yeah. It's a great progression from that growth to the profit to the wealth mode and with a lot of my clients, we actually start talking about the, the start is sometimes what does that wealth look like? You know, mm. what does it look like? And not always just from a, these are my financial goals kind of perspective, but from a lifestyle perspective, what does wealth feel like as well?
1: Exactly. I was actually speaking to one of my best friends a few years ago, and I was at a stage of life where I wanted to build on my property portfolio. And I said to her, I'm going to do a really big launch so I can buy this new property. It just feels as though it feels really aligned. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. And I love also connecting business and launches to how I'm going to use that money and having a purpose for it. So in this case, it was having a beautiful new property to to purchase and to obviously rent out as well. Now, she was earning around the same as me at the time. A few years ago, I was on about $20,000 months and she told me one night we had a couple of wines were out one night um, on a girl's night. And she said, you know, Ribs, I just don't have any savings. I I have zero, Mm. nada. And I said, how is this possible? You've been earning 20k months for longer than me. Where is it all going? And she's like, to my lifestyle, to designer items, to traveling. And, and, I'm definitely not against that whatsoever. I think it's beautiful to have luxuries in your life. But this was a time where she had hit around a crossroads where she wanted to actually buy a property. She wanted to actually have savings and investments. And there was no way of inviting that energetically through her financials. Everything was coming in and flowing straight out. And that was a behavior that was so ingrained that she couldn't see why the savings weren't happening. So Mm. this was a really important decision and, and also a conversation in her life to have. And so wherever you're at in life and business, know that your reality can change just by making different choices, bringing some awareness to your patternings around your money flow and how as money's coming in, it's healthy for it to move. It's healthy for it to move out and in and through, however that looks in your life. And just take a look around your lifestyle right now. Take a look around what's surrounding you in your house and beautiful furniture perhaps, or even just little luxuries, little candles that you can buy that might be in a different range or looking at your savings and your investments. And is that feeling good to you right now? Because that is the direct manifestation of how you're treating money flow and inviting the behavior of it to come through. So going back to this friend of mine, Twelve months later, she messaged me and she said, "Rubes, can I call you?" And she, we jumped on a call. She was just crying; could hear her voice. And she said, "Guess what? Do you remember that conversation we had twelve months ago? I've now saved over hundred and eighty thousand dollars. I'm about to buy my first property. So oh, it that's gets, so wonderful. So yeah. wonderful. It gets to change. This is the girl who had zero savings. Yeah, and one decision made." 12 months later can just be so, so fruitful.
0: I guess it's that understanding between what mode am I in in my business now? Am I in that growth mode or am I in profit mode? And yes, your goal may may be to get to that wealth mode where you can actually experience those things, you know, buy the investments that you want to buy or, or buy the clothes or the designer items, whatever it is that lights you up in your lifestyle. But if you're in the growth mode, then While that may be coming at you, it may not be the right time to start that yet. It's Mm. just that having that patience to be able to slowly work towards it, but having that clear vision on what your ultimate wealth mode really looks like can be the driver to get you there quicker.
1: Exactly. And I remember when I was in between the awkward stage of growth and profit where you do like the feast of famine thing in business. Wow, yeah. I've got so much money. And then the next month, it just seems so low And you think you oh my God, maybe I was a one hit wonder and I'm falling backwards.
0: Yeah. So and you worry I'm about worrying. next month, you know, <laughs> are these clients going to keep coming back in, you know, and it, and it is. It's not until it's like consistent and you have the confidence that every month it is going to happen and and i guess what comes first it's like a chicken or the egg thing is it like the constant flow of clients for 12 months or something that gives you the gives you the confidence that the next 12 months are going to be like that or is it a case of going no i i just believe that that is going to work out like next month is going to be as great or better than this month and then it just kind of happens
1: it does it it happens because you've connected to that reality you've said well yeah. i i I'm no longer buying into this reality of up and down and having a high income month and then nothing the next. I Mm. do desire to have consistency. So from that place, one thing I did was just really get clear on what that consistency meant in terms of practically what I wanted to launch in my business how I wanted to show up every single month. I knew that I didn't want to hustle and grind and push and do all the things, but I wanted to always put things out there that felt exciting and playful because I knew with that energy comes all the magnetism. People want to be in the space and the energy of whatever you're putting out there. And that fed into my launch plans that fed into my monthly recurring revenue plan that fed into looking very confidently at my forecast and seeing where I was at versus the actuals versus where my goals were and how I could fill in that gap. And there would be many times where I would literally surrender and say to the universe, I have no idea how this is going to happen. There is, there is a $40,000 gap here between my goals and where I want to be. So whatever you need to do universe to help me see and guide me to Maybe some things that I already have, but I haven't yet offered, or a bundle that I haven't put out, or make time in my calendar so I can do some VIP days. Those sorts of things drop in so seamlessly when you are in the reception mode of accepting and receiving even more, even more in your business. And that's just been such a wonderful aspect to play around with in terms of energetics and business.
0: Well, mm, what about then? I get a lot of clients who come to me and they're offering so many different services. Like there's so much stuff that they are able to do and they are offering so much of that. And we can look through them and analyze them and sort of say, well, you know, this one's profitable. This one's not so profitable. Which ones do you love doing? Which ones do you not love doing? I feel like sometimes we overcomplicate our business. And as a result, we can get really kind of caught up in all of the things that we should be doing Are not doing that we know we need to focus on but at the end of the day that complication really can just sort of be a bit of a wall in that gets in the way of what it is that we want to achieve next month it just means that we don't have that ability to sort of helicopter view our own business because we really get so stuck in it.
1: Yeah well I think there's so many ways to approach this but the way that I would I would look at this if if a client came to me and said, "I've got so much happening right here and right now mm-hmm. and and I can relate to this because I was the girl who had done over a hundred
0: launches in less than two years
1: of of free low offers and also high ticket but I was just offering. You were actually
0: you were doing a lot a lot of stuff and at one point you know it's kind of like oh my gosh how is how are you even doing this Ruby like where are you finding the time and yes. and, and that's why I sort of ask you this question because I know I've seen how much you've done in the past but you've come through that you know we can over complicate things whether it's a good thing or a bad thing at the time you know sometimes the things that we work on today and get so involved with end up being pointless tomorrow, but then next year they come through and they, you know, they pay off.
1: Yes. I will, I will say internally with some of my clients, it's, that was my million dollar mess. It was like, I messed my way into a million dollars. It was like this and that, and this and that. And, and, and the thing is, that was different was I wasn't doing it for the money. I was doing it to truly test out the business and to have fun with it. And I, I come from a tech startup background. So a lot of it is MVP base, like minimum Mm. viable product is it working do clients want this and that first year I mean I remember I was sitting in university one time I studied economics and I remember my professor saying well there's no way that if you start a business in the first year you would break even and I remember saying to myself oh shit like that's not gonna happen to me and I I I wish I could still in touch with him. I'd be like, guess yeah. what happened? I messed my way into a million dollars in my first year. But what fell from that? And it was also very strategic. I knew I wanted to pick up all the toys, play with it all in a sand pit mm-hmm. and work out what felt really good for me to, to hang on to. And then the second year in business was all about the funnels and the streamline. So I got rid of maybe 30% of my products, made a whole bunch of others, evergreen and passive. So I really got that engine firing. And then I started to really step on high ticket, exclusive work with me. So this was the the switch up in year two. Now in year three, it's a finessing of that. And that's just been so beautiful because I'm in a stage now where I hardly work. I maybe work two days a week and I have um, 50 to 80 K months, depending on whatever launches is happening, recurring for the next six to 12 months. And that's just because I've been able to firstly play with all the things, then work out what I like doing and then finessing from that place.
0: Mm, I, I think that's the, that's the secret there, what you've just said, play with all the things, work out what you like doing and then finesse from there. Uh, that's that's gold in itself. Mm,
1: and, and it's if you're in the mess at the moment, Firstly, don't ever think that if you're in the mess, you can't call in the money because that is where Mm. all the energy is. But just as Jen said earlier, what feels good? That's the question. What feels good? And if you can answer based off that, you'll have a small handful of things that you actually truly love doing. Not because it's the most profitable and not because it's the thing that everybody wants. Sometimes it's the opposite of that. I went with a product that wasn't making as much, but I loved it. And that became mm. the core product of mine that's now one of the the major money makers in terms of, um, you know, income in my business. And it's because it felt so fun. It felt so good.
0: And then you're able to finesse it because if you love doing it, yes, it may have been a low profitable sort of um, offer. But if you really love it and you enjoy it, then you're going to be able to finesse it and do what you need to do to it to make it profitable because you want to hang on to that thing.
1: A thousand, a thousand percent. And because I got rid of a lot of the other products that weren't quite serving me at the level now, and because coming back to the start of our conversation where we morph and we change so much it gives you more time and energy to finesse the thing that you love. And that was making the space for that. I will say here, it was very scary because Mm. it can sometimes mean less energy in the business. It can sometimes mean less uh, money coming through for a certain period of time because you are feeding it into the growth of this other product. And it can mean less clients and sometimes In that energy, you think, but I need to fill up all of this space and this time that I've been given. But no, use that towards whatever you're wanting to grow because the money flow will come through in a totally different energy to what is happening right now if you're in the mess.
0: Mm. Why do you think, Ruby, people have a hard time letting go of certain service offers or products that they've got out there in the market? Because I do see that a lot. I see it a lot where... We need to streamline the way a business is operating in order for that person to just reclaim even just some time, some lifestyle, some family time, whatever it might be. And there's quite clear path from my perspective. I can see a really clear path for them to take, but actually letting go of some of those services and offers can be really tough for a lot of business owners.
1: I think it's sometimes a matter of is it is it your comfort space because you know it so well and you know it so deeply but other times you're focused on the short term. So in the short term it gives you a certain result, it gives you a certain level of comfort knowing yes, I can sell this and it's easy for my clients to purchase it. But when you take the long term view, Can you imagine doing what you're doing now in three years or in five years? So in my case, I definitely didn't want to be launching every single month. And I didn't want to be talking about one certain product every single time. As you know, Jen, I was teaching LinkedIn a lot. And that's, I think, how we we came across each other. LinkedIn Brand Boss was my signature course at the time. And I loved it. I did six rounds of it. It was a highly profitable, also passive funnel for me once I turned it evergreen and it came to a point where, yeah, this is a comfort product. This is great. I know that mm. I'm able to make X amount of sales every single month. If I just turn on this lever, put this much money into ads and have it flow. But energetically I knew that I didn't want to be Ruby Lee LinkedIn queen forever. It, it just didn't light up anything. It was just almost a, I can teach it and I know it. And When I was teaching it live, it was all there, but slowly but surely, I started to move more towards spirituality and business and loving all the things that I was teaching around energetics, around wealth and money. That LinkedIn was kind of hanging on, but I was so scared to cut it loose because it was an income generator, a very comfortable one for me. Eventually, I knew that my energy was split. So if it was split towards LinkedIn and then split towards everything else that I wanted to do, what was it actually yielding for me? Well, it yielded in the form of mental exhaustion and feeling mm. frustrated. I think that was the the core feeling of, oh, okay, all right, I've got to like work out this LinkedIn funnel and do some content for LinkedIn. Yes, oh, that exactly mm. that
0: right there. That's the feeling that so many of us have, and and maybe that's the trigger. Maybe that's the trigger. Like if you're stuck in the everyday and you're stuck in the grind, just exactly what, what you've just said there, Ruby, that whole, oh, I can't believe I have to do this again. I just, I'll do it. I'll do it this afternoon. I'll do it tomorrow, but I know I have to do it. And it weighs on you. It's literally a weight on your shoulders sometimes.
1: Exactly. And it kind of comes into play where I'm not much of a procrastinator. I'm I'm mm. fast moving. I'm an action taker. I just when I even if I'm not sure if something will really work, I'll still go there go, anyway. Go go. go, go, go. And and I knew that because of my procrastination with this, for example, this one course, and I it was coming up to the next launch, I procrastinated the hell out of that launch. Mm. I kept pushing it out. I didn't really want to do content for it. And I sat down with my husband Mike and I said, babe, I think it's time. I I don't want to do this anymore. We ended up doing it one more time just to close it off, and that was a beautiful yeah. way to say thank you and to really treat that product with respect and honor for what it was. But boy was I happy to let that yeah. go. It was an instant uplift of energy, and I was then going to bank all of whatever was going over here in LinkedIn land into my now business and really helping it thrive and grow.
0: And it gives you, you would have attacked that new part of your business with just this complete new lease on life, so much energy, so much passion and so much and, and a lack of, there is no regret because you knew that you needed to let something go and just sometimes just the actual act of letting it go is all that you need to do to just go bang, right? Tomorrow is a brand new day and this is going to be awesome. What I'm going to do tomorrow is going to be awesome.
1: Exactly. Exactly what you just described. And it felt so good. And I said to everybody who was in my LinkedIn course, hey, if you want to come on over here, I'm doing this now. If you are slightly spiritual into manifestation, excited to learn about flow in business and doing it in a way that feels so elevated. Come and join me. And Jen, they all started to head over anyway. So this is sometimes where we can let that fear mind take over. I'm going to lose all these customers. If they're true customers of yours, they're going to love everything you put out there. So invite them, bring them over. And that was just such a beautiful moment. I was very grateful for that.
0: Yeah, that's really nice. And I guess that's the thing is you've spent that time working with so many different clients over an extended period of time and they there'll be clients there that either gel with you and the way you're moving or there'll be clients that simply don't. They'll take what they wanted to get out of the um, LinkedIn brand boss and then they'll, they'll move away. And that's okay though, isn't it?
1: Oh, it's exactly. It's completely what, okay. Yeah, it's exactly what you actually want to achieve. Where eventually, nowadays, all of my clients and I are so aligned. I I actually cannot think of one where I'm like, oh, I'm not too sure about this one or maybe it wasn't the right fit. But in in year one and year two, there was 50-50. I would take on everybody and, you know, there was moments where I'm like, okay, well, that was a nice closing of a chapter. But nowadays, I am wildly obsessed with the business and the clients that I have because I went through that where... If, if this isn't for you, if my message isn't speaking, if the energy is just a bit annoying and it doesn't gel with you, then mm. that's all cool. It allowed for me to only attract my clients who are a hundred thousand percent my vibe.
0: Yeah, and you also, I've heard you speak about you know radically authentic branding and and intuitive audiences and all of that sort of thing. And and for any of you out there that are listening now and love what Ruby's talking about, tell us a little bit about uh, your podcast.
1: Yes. Okay. Well, I have a podcast called the rituals to seven podcast. So really helping you build up towards your million dollar brand. And it doesn't matter where you're at, you can literally be at zero. But what I talk about in there a lot, uh, it's made up of three pillars. So the first one is the strategy behind building a business. The second is spirituality and all that beautiful juiciness that comes with exploring your spirit and your soul and who you are. And then the third element is the science. So we nerd out a lot on things like breath work, on nutrition, on neuroscience and how these three really blend together to help you get to know yourself, your brand, your inner workings, your body, and aligning all of that to help you, you know, really just show up authentically as who you are. It's such a special place to be.
0: Yeah. And I think it's really important for any business owner out there right now that's feeling like there is a weight on their shoulders that's feeling like all they seem to be doing is sell, 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 or, you know, think about what's the next step. What else do I have to do? Or what have I not done? Or I haven't done this yet, or I can't find time for that yet. Then it could be a really good place for you to start is to just go and have a listen to a few of Ruby's uh, podcast episodes and just sit back and feel the energy. Feel the energy and see what it is that you can actually change because sometimes it's not always about the step-by-steps or the how-tos or you should do this or you shouldn't do that. Sometimes it's just the feeling as well, you know, just to get that little bit of extra motivation to get up and have another go but do it with a different frame of mind.
1: I love that. Thank you so much, Jen, for your kind words. And I would love to have uh, some of you head on over and connect with me. It's just, uh, it's, it's so nice. You know what it's like, right, Jen? When yeah. sometimes it feels like we're just speaking into a microphone. Is anybody there? And then Hello. you get the tag or the the DM saying, "I listen to your episodes. It's so so wonderful. So
0: yeah, loving it all of this. It is. So where else can people find you, Ruby?
1: The main place is Instagram. So mm-hmm. come on over. My handle is underscore Ruby Lee underscore. You'll find me there. And I'm always there. I'm, I'm hanging out, do stories most days and and that kind of thing. So reach out from, uh, reach out. Let me know that you've listened to this episode.
0: Yeah, I feel like we could just talk for hours about so many different topics. But I think what we've covered has been a really good, given everybody a really good insight into what they can do what their potential really could be, you know, and just a little place to start and that shift that they can make in their own mindset which can really impact where they go with their business every day from sort of today onwards. So I feel like it's a really nice place for people to start. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast and being so generous with all of your wonderful sharings and... Yeah, we are all looking forward to following you and seeing where you do progress over the next year or two years or who knows know, what is it's in like store for Ruby <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, where do you morph to? Let's find out. <laughs> so it's, uh, funny.
1: Thank
0: but you where so are we much. all going to morph to as well? So exactly. it's, it is, it's exciting. So thanks so much for sharing and we shall talk again soon. Thanks, Thank Ruby. Thanks, Jen. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Simply Smarter Numbers. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe so you automatically get new shows every week. And I'd love to hear from you. Come and join the conversation online. You'll find Simply Smarter Numbers on Instagram, Facebook and more. Just head to simplysmarternumbers.com and you'll find all that you need there. Simply Smarter Numbers is dedicated to you getting the results that you deserve in your business and I'm honoured that you tuned in.